Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us once again on the radio broadcast. I greatly appreciate your listenership. I must confess, I've got a concern. I've got a fear. If we don't jump directly into the Bible study right now, then we're going to get behind. And I'm not going to be able to communicate to you all that God has for us this week on Bible Tract Echoes. And so, I challenge you, grab a Bible. If you have one nearby, Turn to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter number 5. I so enjoy the fact that we get to talk this way, and I know it's mostly one way, but you folks have been so very kind to me. When I say you folks, I'm talking to the multitude of listeners across the world. I'm talking to you. Even if you've never had the opportunity to reach out to me as the host of this program, I want to say this, you mean so much to me. It really would be a little foolish for me to be sitting here in front of this microphone talking to myself. But I'm not, am I? You're listening right now. That means a lot. 2 Kings chapter number 5. Let's look there together. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse number 1. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, he was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. We've already talked about Naaman, the high station that he held in the army and the government of Syria. We've talked about this young lady, this little maid, whose time, whose dreams were not her own. And I've asked the question, what's in a name? Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 1 says, A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Proverbs 22 verse 1, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. We've heard in these two verses a little bit about what the Bible has to say about a good name, but think about this. It's cliche. You've heard it before, but sticks and stones may what? Break my bones. But here's where the lie begins. Because we know it's not true, even though we used to chant it as kids, sticks and stones may break my bones. Well, that's all true, but words will never hurt me. (sighs) What a fallacy. What a lie that is. People say it, but it's not true. More than the physical, those words can cut and tear and rend There's something, though, that can hurt even more than words. Do you know what it is? You say, hold on. I agree with you, Brother Micah. Yes, the physical, the beatings, those things, those can hurt absolutely. But those words, the, 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 the verbal, the emotional abuse, psychological abuse, it can absolutely tear someone up. But let me tell you something that hurts even more. To be completely and utterly ignored. When no one knows your name and seems worse, maybe even no one cares. Think about it. 
Do you remember when you moved to that new school? When you checked in and you had all your books and everything and you sat in your first class, people glanced at you and then looked away as if you didn't exist. The teacher would make you stand up and introduce yourself and nobody seemed to care. Not a friend was made. And you'd go to the next class and the next class and it just continued on until you sat in the cafeteria, you had your food there, and everyone was in their little cliques, their little tables, their friend groups, and you found an open table, an empty table, or maybe a space by yourself, and you sat down there and people are chatting and talking, and no one pays you any mind, but you're starving for attention. Not in a narcissistic way. You would just hope, you would just love for someone to be a friend to you. You seem to be a person without a country, a stranger in a strange land, unnamed, no name, almost not important enough for a name. How do you think that little nameless maid felt? Her life, not her own, labored in the background. Her desires, feelings, her dreams didn't factor into what she could or would do. And yet, think about this, my friend, we all remember her. Wrap your mind around that, nameless and yet known. Nameless, but known. Why is that? Well, friend, it's because, yes, she was a compassionate young girl. She cared enough to observe the circumstances of her master's life. And even though he had everything, the gold, he had a family, he had his horses, he had his men, he had his commands, he had everything, a mighty man of valor. But he had a problem, didn't he? He was a leper. May I remind you, need I remind you that there are those all around us and though they may walk by us in their beautiful silks and their suits all pressed and ironed and looking like a million bucks, everything seems to be going their way. They drive the beautiful cars, they have the amazing homes, they have everything that you could possibly ever want or think someone could want, but they have a problem. You see, there is a problem that has been etched into the heart of the richest of the rich and the poorest of the poor. If you walk outside in your area, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, if there are people around you, there are people around you with a problem. The problem is not as Naaman had leprosy. Oh, no, friend. This problem is more insidious. This problem is more deep. This problem cuts past the skin, the tendons, the muscles. This is not just bone deep. This problem goes straight to the heart of man. Every man, woman, and child that draws breath has this problem. You see, friend, there are people all around you that don't have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They are, for lack of a better way to put it, on their way to a devil's hell They will be separated from Christ, the name that is above every name, for all eternity. They have a problem. Oh, this problem, this problem, though, has a solution. 
If you're under the sound of my voice right now and you know Christ is your Savior, you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you died right now, if you took your last breath, I'm not praying for that, I'm not hoping for it, I would be saddened to hear if you darkened heaven's door today. But if you did and you know that you know that you know that you know that you're on your way to heaven, praise God for that. My question though to you is this, when was the last time you told someone about the only hope for their soul. This young maid, this nameless maid with a message, you know what she did? She pointed the way to hope. Beyond that though, she pointed the only way to hope. Do you realize it's very likely that Naaman, Naaman probably tried every witch doctor every soothsayer, every uh, medicine man, every medical doctor, every witch's brew, every old wives tell, every opportunity he could to heal himself of this malady, to take this disease away from him, he tried to fix it. He was a man of means. He was a man of wealth. He was a man of connections And yet he could not fix it. If he was willing to listen to a little girl say, oh, that my master were with the man of God, he could recover him. If he was willing to listen to her, it's probably likely he tried everything else, didn't he? He was searching for hope. He was scratching for it. He was itching for it. No pun intended. Can I tell you, friend? You may be someone's only avenue to hope. We know, if we're honest with ourselves, that you and I are not hope personified. But we know the one that is. Much like that little nameless maid, we're just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. What is the end of the story? Well, that nameless maid, whom we never know, We never know how she signed her letters back home. We never know how she, we never know how she ended up. She may have lived and served and died as a maid in the wicked land of Syria all her life, but we know, we know her. She pointed the way to hope. My question for you is this, friend. When was the last time you pointed someone to hope? When was the last time, even though you may feel like a stranger in a strange land, when was the last time you pointed the way, the only way to hope? Do you care enough to do so? Or are we so self-consumed at times? You say, speak for yourself, Micah. Yes, I am. Because as I accuse you, As I implore you, I have fingers pointing back at myself, don't I? Oh, it's so easy to become consumed by self. To be wrapped up in Micah McCurry and you and you. Friend, have we looked beyond ourselves lately? Have we noticed those that though they may be clad in the richest of furs and the most amazing accoutrements and most splendid splendid and lavish establishments, have we realized that they are too 
so very lost and in need of a savior, point the way to hope. The world may forget you, but they'll never forget hope. They'll never forget Jesus Christ. The devil, the world, the flesh, they try to stamp him out, don't they? What's one of the first books that gets burned? Oh, it's the Bible. But it's amazing. It's still the bestseller of all time. I'm proud of, in a spiritual sense, the fact that our ministry has been a part of 607 million gospel tracts all over the world, 170 different countries. But can I tell you, friend, we're not planning on slowing down. You know why? Because the need today is greater than the need was yesterday. Because we're closer to Christ's returning today than we were yesterday. May I please point you, if you don't know Christ, to hope? Please join us tomorrow right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast to learn more. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.